Grumpy Old Geeks, a weekly talk show hosted by Brian Schulmeister and Jason DeFilippo, discussing the finer points of what went wrong on the internet and who's to blame. Welcome to Grumpy Old Geeks. I'm Jason DeFilippo. And I'm Brian Schulmeister. We didn't kill Shatner! Woo! Mm, the week is young. I wait, no, no, no. Hey, he got off the rocket. We're covered. We're covered <laughs> on that one. Uh, I, I, I was seriously, I had to watch it just to make sure because I'm like, oh, God, nobody's, <laughs> we're, we're dead in the water if we killed Shatner. I uh, mean, I'm really glad he went. I, 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 I'm, I think this whole space billionaire thing is complete and utter bullshit. But I mean, come on, we put, we put Captain Kirk up there. It's awesome. I know. I, it, in it's awesome. his, in his speech when he came back, I mean, he was legit broken up you know yep, yep. and then you have fucking bezos trying to blow champagne in the middle of this guy's like heartfelt speech and i'm just how like, fucking annoying was that did you dude, not just want to like grab that champagne bottle and and bean him with it i want to brain like, him with up. it and shut like cave his skull in i was so angry let somebody else have the moment you egotistical prick exactly and speaking of egotistical pricks i gotta say george decay really shat the bed this week too it's like <laughs> Come on, dude. He, I mean, his tweets about it were just like, dude, why? Why? They're, they're, yeah, I, I love Takei. I do too. He's, he's, he's done a thing for himself where he's the snarkmeister and the meme central guy on the internet and good on him for everything. And I get that he and Shatner don't like each other, but the, this one was a big misstep on his part. Yeah. I mean, honestly, if he would have said congrats, that would have been the bigger man making a yep. bigger move but yep. no he had to shit on him and it's like dude you you really you really screwed up on that one seriously yeah definite big misstep on his part I, i'm surprised that i got because god knows he has a team because there's no way george decay is putting out all the stuff that george decay puts out on the internet there's a team there and the team should have been like hey not not this time yeah yeah well he obviously still has the publish button. <laughs> he is in control of his own tweet, his own tweets at some point. But yeah, that's just, it was just like, dude, let somebody have some fucking fun. You know, I think it's all bullshit too, but just, just his speech and how just everything about him landing and just everything he said and how he felt, I was just like, why would you shit on that? You know? Also, do we need to shit on a 90 year old man? He's nicely. Yeah. Let it go. Let it go. To quote Shatner from Saturday Night Live, grow up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, well. Uh, a little more follow-up on uh, Uber and Lyft. I saw this op-ed over at the New York Times, and I just loved it. For Uber and Lyft, the rideshare bubble bursts. Mm -hmm. And, I mean, it, it really is pretty much everything that, it, like, everything that they've promised about ridesharing has fallen apart. Everything. Yep. Every single thing. It is not better for the environment. It is not better for the cities. It is not better for the roads. It is not better for the people. It is not better for anyone. It's a horrible, horrible business model that sucks every way down. Every single step of it sucks. Sucks. Yep. Yeah, and they're basically saying that the environmental thing was the last thing that they were hanging on to. And it's like, ah, well, no, sorry, <laughs> not, <laughs> not not on our watch. So, yeah, I mean, if you are even on the fence about Uber and Lyft and ride sharing platforms in general, yeah, no, it's a failure. It's a failure. Travis Kalanick really screwed the pooch. Sorry. And and just the fact that he was a giant douchebag doesn't really well, help. <laughs> and it points to a bigger failure about how businesses are are 
conducted these days, especially if there's even some veneer of tech. And remember, it's it's just an app. It's just an app. It's a taxi company that has an app. What, what the, the idea that it's a tech company is ridiculous. So, but the, it, this points to the bigger problem, which is uh, if we didn't have all this VC money pumping these things up, this these businesses would have failed ten years ago. Oh yeah, I mean, this, right now it's a Ponzi scheme. <laughs> it really is. It's like last man out is the one holding the bag because everybody who's going to make money on Uber and Lyft has made their money already. Yeah. This is just, you know, we're just watching a slow motion train wreck at this point. So it's just, it's a self-driving train. It's a self-driving train wreck. Speaking (laughs) of self-driving train wrecks, let's talk about Waymo in San Francisco. I love this, uh, you know, uh, hat tip to uh, Johannes on Twitter for sending me this one for the first. He's the first. I got 400 people that sent it to me. But uh, this is about Waymo cars going down uh, one-way street in San Francisco and having to turn around and blah, blah, blah. There's another yep. article on Forbes, which I, you know, take that with a grain of salt if you want. It's Forbes, not really <laughs> the bastion of, of journalism they once were, but it kind of explains a little bit about how, how it worked. But we still haven't, I don't, haven't seen anything from Waymo talking about why this happened or how they're fixing it. I, I was doing my research last night and I haven't seen anything about it, but yeah, these Waymos just keep driving up the street and then the drivers have to do like a really wonky three point turn to get the hell out. So <laughs> is what it is. Yep. 20 years away, 20 years away perpetually. Um, I, I, and I, I threw this one in here just because it's fun. Uh, spew my first website. Uh, I've been, I, I talked about it on the show before. I'm trying to buy the domain back from the squatters that have it. Yeah. And they won like $6,000 last time. I'm just like, call me when it's a grand. So they wrote me this morning and said, hey, our buyer has just dropped the price. Would you like to buy it? I'm like, call me when it's a grand and uh, nothing yet. <laughs> and then I'm starting to think, I'm like, you know, it's nostalgia. It's a nostalgia buy for me because it was my first big website. It really got me going and it started a 20-year career. But is it really worth a grand to, no. to own that and bring it back? I don't think it is. No. No, it's yeah. not, Jason. No, it's not. Get spew with a couple more W's on it and put the site back up there. Done. Call it a day. I, I have SPEW.org. <laughs> I got spew.org. <laughs> Four letters. So I'm, I might as well just throw it back up there just to, you know, just as kind of a graveyard site to let it be because there was some good stuff up there. Hey, I wrote for it. Of course there was. Yeah, well, that was not our high point. We were at the end. So hmm. no no accounting for taste on that. <laughs> In the news. So something's actually happening at the FCC now that the uh, people running it aren't running around with oversized coffee mugs and thus not enabling them to do anything like type. Uh, under acting chairwoman <laughs> Jessica Rosenworcel, the Federal Communications Commission is seeking to create a new rule targeting spam text messages. Like another recently proposed rulemaking from the agency, the policy would push wireless carriers and telephone companies to block the spam before it ever gets to your phone, something they can actually do. So, yay, they're doing something at the FCC. Woo. <laughs> Woo. How's that robocall stuff treating you? Uh, you know, they got to work on that stuff too. And as they are pointing out in 2020 alone, the FCC re- received approximately 14,000 complaints about unwanted text messages, representing a 146% increase from the year before. And I'm certainly getting a lot of them now. So. Yeah, 14,000. That's how much I get in a week. What the <laughs> yeah. hell? 
Well, you're supposed to complain for each one, I guess. Oh, God, who has... Ain't nobody got time for that. Yep. And I was going to put this over in Moron of the Week, but it's like news, I suppose. Jack Dorsey has had another brain fart, and we all have to deal with it and talk about it. Yay. They're considering building... Well, this is with Square. Remember, he runs two companies. Well, he runs Square, and... He runs one company. Kind of looks (laughs) over at Twitter and logs in to promote Square. Um, (laughs) Jack Dorsey says that Square is considering building its own Bitcoin mining system using custom silicon and open source software. Yay. Okay. And and Jack doesn't have brain farts anymore, Brian. He has beard (laughs) farts. Beard farts. He has beard farts. We're just going to go with beard farts from now on. So, you know, his whole thing here is uh, it all needs to be more efficient because we're concerned about the environmental impact of Bitcoin. But as with his earlier tweets about plans for a hardware wallet, which he also talked about, he didn't share any details about how this would actually work because he has no fucking idea. It's going to be in the metaverse. (laughs) (laughs) Did you see that? I I didn't put it in the show notes, but did you see the, uh, the headline from The Verge? About, uh, they're uh, looking the for 10,000 people that don't hate Facebook to help build <laughs> <Yeah>. the metaverse. <laughs> I'm like, give that man a sandwich. That was a great, uh, great I think there's still a few, you know, remote, uh, remote tribes that have never seen technology or other humans. So yeah, you better start there. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I'm just like, fuck it. Bravo. You're never getting an interview with Mark at this point, but I love, I love the, I love the chutzpah. Yeah, it was great. Uh, here's another one that could have easily sat more on of the week. Uh, Tesla is debuting a new car insurance in Texas that will use real-time driving behavior. Yes. So now that they're uh, based there, they're able to do this, I guess, according to Electric. Though the insurance available to Texas, uh, there is already some in California, but that's more like a real insurance. And I'll get to why in just a minute. All right. The one in Texas is a bit different. It calculates for customers insurance premium using their real-time driving behavior, credit, age, gender, all the sorts of things that insurance providers usually care about. Don't matter to Tesla. Nope. They won't even look at your claim history or driving records. Instead, they're just going to look at their safety scores, which is a feature it introduced with its full self-driving beta version. (laughs) Yes. Every forced (laughs) collision warning and forced autopilot disengagement will affect your score, following other vehicles from an unsafe distance, braking too hard and turning corners aggressively using their beta system could also lower your insurance score and raise your premiums. Safety score is still a beta feature at this point, and Tesla said it should improve over time. So why not (laughs) try out your actual insurance that pays for real-life things like your head being broken using their beta system? Doesn't that sound great? Oh, God, the future is awesome! As to why it's different from California's insurance that they offer, that's because California's fucking regulations! (laughs) And they're trying to get the regulations to change so they can offer the same thing in California. Oh, God. You know, I I mean, I can call Geico, and they will give me a little dongle that plugs into that port on my car. Yes, and it becomes part of of their algorithm part of it exactly yes. and it's funny they sent me a, a thing the other day in the mail and said hey uh you said that you drive less than twelve thousand miles a year um we were just confirming this because it will affect your your insurance rate can you please take a picture of the odometer and send it to us along with the signed affidavit that says you're driving less than twelve thousand miles a year and you didn't use photoshop to doctor this Exactly. Um, which is funny. I've had my car for three years now. I have driven, get this, Brian, 4,700 miles in three years. Well, it that has been an be- exceptional two years. 
<laughs> nowhere I mean, to go. You, nowhere to go. Nowhere to go. But even, you know, it's like the only time I would ever drive anywhere anyway was when I would move from California to Chicago and Chicago back to California again. That's all the right. miles I ever put on my car. But it's just funny that uh, these people think that this stupid fucking beta system is going to – remember, Brian, when they put in um, – uh, was it red light uh, cameras, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And now they've all had to backpedal because yes. – they actually cause more accidents than they stop. And, and, and honestly, it was never about, you know, stopping traffic accidents. It was about, it was money. about increasing revenue for the, the places where the things were installed. But so many lawsuits came out that, oh, yeah, you're actually causing more accidents. So get these fucking things out of here. And I think that they will eventually be a class action lawsuit against Tesla for this one. So your mileage yeah. may vary. Look, also, you're a car company. You make electric cars. Stay in your lane. What you literally, literally stay in your lane. I, I do not want insurance from the same people that sell me the car because are they, what are they going to do? Sell, sue themselves if something's faulty with the car? Tesla's insurance company is going to go after Tesla because Tesla built something wrong that hurt me. Exactly. We still don't even know what the liability is for these self-driving systems. It's like, who is, who is to blame? Is it the driver? Is it the car company? Like, we still haven't even figured this out in court yet. And now they want to be the insurance company that, like, you know, holds the 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 money bags? Fuck yeah, you. Exactly. It's insane. Yeah. Speaking of insane, Canon is in the middle of a, a lawsuit right now. Because I, I don't use Canon printers because I don't like them. I'm an Epson kind of guy or an HP kind of guy. But uh, yep. uh, they're in a big kerfuffle right now because... Apparently, you can't scan anything if there's no ink in your printer, which makes sense. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because, <laughs> you know, that's that's how technology you works. Need that ink to do the, huh? Yep, exactly. <laughs> so that is so a, bullshit. That is so bullshit. Like, OK, you need to go buy our ink. And now we're going to shut down every single feature on this thing that you purchased and own. No, the the ink scam is just one of the most egregious things in the world because it's still cheaper to buy a new printer than it is to buy a new set of ink. Especially anymore. if it comes with a free pack of ink in it, as some of them do. Yeah. I, <laughs> I'd rather just go get a new printer I and know. then, you know, throw it in the landfill and, oh, oh, wait, hmm, I wonder how we got here. Interesting. Yeah, Greta Thunberg's <laughs> cries every time you print a receipt on your printer. She's like, she can only cry know. if she's full of ink, though. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Oh my God! Let somebody, someone needs to replace her tear cartridge. <laughs> oh Jesus! Yeah, I, I, I honestly, this entire in the news should should have just been a moron of the week. <laughs> Everything we talk about is moron of the week. Speaking yeah. of Amazon, they're moron of the week. Mm -hmm. uh, they are getting busted for uh, copying products and uh, rigging the search results. Of course, yeah, like they we knew they, they were doing. Yeah, we mm -hmm. knew they were doing it you mean we i mean was it five years ago at least we talked about the internal brands at amazon and you know even me i like my I, I i'm a nicotine fiend i get little nicotine lozenges and i was getting the right aid brand and somewhere along the way i stopped getting the right aid brand from amazon because I, mm -hmm. I would get them from them because it was cheaper than going to right aid surprise brick and mortar blah 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 and then one day it showed up and it was the same exact tube, same everything, but there was a little logo on it that said Amazon Basics. Yep. I shit you not. 
They, they bait and switched me right out of it. They didn't even ask me. They just gave me the Amazon Basics version, which is fine because it is literally the exact same thing. But they're doing this with everything. I've got T-shirts. I've got pants. I've got just about every type of Amazon Guga and Doodad and uh, Shimadu that they've they've ripped every off from other people. Every girl's crazy about an Amazon-dressed man. <laughs> exactly. So, yeah. Are we surprised about this? No. No, Are we surprised they got busted? Yeah, kind of. A little bit. <laughs> yeah. And I just love this. It's like the document entitled India Private Brands Program states, it is difficult to develop this expertise across products and hence to ensure that we are able to fully match quality with our quote unquote reference product, aka what we're stealing from, we decided to only partner with the manufacturers of our reference product. It termed such manufacturer expertise as tribal knowledge, which means that I go create a product. I have an outsourcer make it for me. Amazon mm-hmm. comes in and says, hey, we like that. You're going to make it for us now. Not yep. for that guy. You're going to make it for us now because you what? have the quote unquote tribal knowledge and we're going to take the inventory and we're going to sell it. You, you can make a few for that guy. You can make a yeah. few for them, but you're going to make the bulk of them for us. Yes, because here's what we're going to do. If As soon as somebody searches for that guy's stuff on Amazon, we're going to return our stuff and it's going to be cheaper in the search results. So mm-hmm. they'll just be buying our stuff and not that guy's stuff anymore. So, you know, that's the game. Exactly. So, yeah. Everybody thinks that Amazon's such a great company, but uh, everybody's full of shit. Everyone needs a world-class VPN. Grumpy Old Geeks recommends private internet access to protect your online privacy and identity. Private internet access never keeps any records of their users' online activities, so you can be assured that you have complete privacy and nobody knows what you're doing online. No matter your technical skills, private internet access is one of the easiest VPN apps out there. All it takes to connect is just one click or tap and your data will be encrypted instantly. With just one private internet access VPN subscription, you can connect up to 10 devices at the same time. Go to GOG.show slash VPN and sign up today. For a limited time only, you can get our favorite VPN for just $2.69 a month when you sign up for two years. GOG.show slash VPN. That's GOG.show slash VPN. That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm -mm -mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. 
conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Media Candy. Brian, let's talk about Dune. Sure, I finished it last night. I know you did. You texted me this morning. <laughs> I'm just like, because I, I texted you that it was uh, <clears throat> in Sweden and uh, I didn't hear back from you. And I'm like, oh, okay, he's not going to do it for some moralistic reasons. And then I saw this morning that you watched it. I'm like, gotcha. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I would just like to start my review by saying, fuck space bagpipes. There was no need for space bagpipes. <laughs> <laughs> okay, fair enough. That was a, eh, come on. There are space bagpipes. I don't need it's space. I don't need, I don't need earth bagpipes. I hate it's earth bagpipes. House Atreides from Kaladin. It made sense. It was fine. <laughs> okay. What'd you think? I fucking loved it. Told ya. I Isn't it good? loved it. I, <laughs> the casting was great. Okay. Uh, you know, what, what's his face from Game of Thrones? Uh, Jason Momoa. Not, not my, you know, interior vision. Not my mind's eye, Duncan Idaho. But he was did good. He, did he nail it? Yes, he did. Yes, he did. Yes, he yes, did. He did. Um, everything about it was great. Uh, the casting was phenomenal. I love the soundtrack. I, I'm ninety nine percent sure. I'm ninety nine percent sure. I actually like this movie as much as I do because the soundtrack fucking nailed it. Yeah. Um, true to the book, mostly. Uh, I, I, they broke it into two parts. Thank you, Lord. If they yep. would have tried to do the whole movie, that would or the whole book, that would have been horrible. Um, yeah, I, 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 I can't believe I loved it, but I loved yeah. it. I yeah. told you it was fucking good, man. Yeah, <laughs> I actually it was really watched, good. I, I stayed up late last night cause I was, I was so beat from work that I'm just like, I'm going to put it on and just let it roll in the background. And I ended up staying up to like two in the morning and watching the whole thing. Again yeah. I was up way too late too. Cause it's a long movie. It's two and a half <laughs> hours and it yep. comes out in a couple days. So, you know, and we, and we actually pay for the service that it's going to play on. So I don't feel bad about stealing it a few days early. And, you know, I did see it a First, little bit back. I saw it a little bit back because I have friends with you know, yeah. access, but, um, still it, it, it is a fucking picture perfect movie in my book. I so. mean, look, look, okay. So we've got two of my favorite sci-fi franchises of all time that came out around the same time. Foundation sucked. Dune. Awesome. Yep. <laughs> and, and you know what it reminds me of too? It's like game of Thrones finale, game of Thrones finale, fucking terrible. Deadwood finale nailed it. So this is kind of the same thing, you, you know, the Lord giveth the Lord, you yeah. know, whatever, take it the way. Yeah. But, uh, and by the way, man, I have such a fucking man crush on, uh, Paul's mom. Oh, she's, if you ever want to know what my type is, Paul's mom. Yeah. That's, I'm, that's I'm, it. I'm more of a, I'm more of a Chani guy. Yeah, I know. I know. Yeah. But ooh, man, that was a good, good, good movie. Uh, I did watch all of Squid Game. Okay, so you've you've one of us, one of us. No, I, I, <laughs> I mean, I I watched ten minutes of the first episode, and I'm like, I know what this is going to be. I shouldn't do it. By the time I finished episode nine, it reiterated exactly what I knew in the first ten minutes. <laughs> Don't watch this. I, I'm not going to. Yeah, I, I no mean, interest. it's just yeah, it's not. You don't need this shit in your head. Honestly, after everything we've been through for the past two years, you don't need shit like this in your head. You know, it's I, I fucking hated it. I really did. Um, I mean, I loved it. 
while I was watching it because I wanted to know what the fuck happened next, but I hated it. I still have yep. nightmares about it. It's not, it's not fun. It is not fun. Succession on the other. Yeah, yeah, please keep it that way. Uh, don't, don't let your kid ever see it. Uh, Succession on the other hand came back on Sunday and, uh, Oh, God, I love this show so much. I love <laughs> yeah, it we'll so be, much. We'll be watching it shortly. So I've, I've oh. heard it's back in, with a strong start. So that's good. It is. It <laughs> is. I really wish I could talk more in detail about it because of the way season two ended and all of the theories that we had, which all turned out to not be correct, unfortunately. But um, but the, but I tell you what, strong fucking start, man. <laughs> strong start. Cool. I am very happy that it's back. <clears throat> awesome. Uh, now that I've got the Apple TV Plus uh, renewed subscription again, I've I've looked through it a little bit to see if, if there was anything else to watch. And I did find something for my kid because we had this book. It's a, it started as a children's book and they've adapted it into a short special. Uh, here we are, Notes for Living on Planet Earth. And I have to say it was very well done. If you've got a kid... Um, you know, this is this is something fun to watch, and it's it's Meryl Streep is is doing one of the voices, Chris O'Dowd, uh, very very well done. No David Attenborough. Clever. No David Attenborough. This is ah. this is a different thing. So oh, okay, I see Planet Earth, and I'm just like I, I assume David Attenborough is going to narrate everything that has to do with Planet Earth. <laughs> uh, no, and I actually should have brought this up. Uh, I should have saved this for Bittner as we went in our nostalgia uh, uh, cast, which you'll. I'll hear shortly. Uh, Mel Brooks is coming back with History of the World Part 2. Now, I was at the prime <laughs> age for History of the World Part 1. I think myself and my friends probably watched it, oh, I'd say uh, conservatively, seven and a half million times. Um, we're getting a season two. What is this now? 40 years later? Uh, or a part two 40 years later? So... Uh, the downside of this is Mel Brooks has not been funny for quite a long time. Uh, the plus side is he's got a whole uh, writer writer's room that's all set up. Uh, Nick Kroll, Wanda Sykes, a whole bunch of other people. So we'll see. <laughs> yeah, I, I, he should get his son in there because his son is much funnier than he is in my book. <laughs> yeah, and unfortunately, it's going to be on Hulu. So I'm going to have to Sweden that one. Uh, well, I, I, I'll, I'll shoot you my login because I had to pay for it. Right. Oh, wait, no, you've got Disney Plus. You should be fine. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, that's right. Here I am. So, okay. Well, yeah, whatever. It's going to be a long to, time to, before we see this anyway. I had to actually buy fucking Disney Plus so I could get Hulu so I could watch some terrible TV. Um, right. uh, oh, uh, Dope Sick actually is not bad, by the way, if you want, want okay. something to watch on Hulu. Um, All right. Uh, I was going to say something. Oh, um, uh, the Mel Brooks guy lost it. Damn it. <laughs> I, I've got I've got Alzheimer's just like Mel does. It's all right. I'll come back in another segment. Yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> uh, speaking of Disney Plus, Disney has announced that they are delaying all of Marvel's 2020 films and not just Marvel. It also means our Indiana Jones movie is going to be delayed by 11 months. Uh, Yay. 2023 <laughs> now before Harrison Ford will be uh, 175 years old as the uh, archaeologist in this movie by the time it comes out. Uh, they're saying this is all production-related snowball effects that are pushing everything back. And unfortunately, this also means probably that things will be pushed back for that were planned for Disney+, Plus, at least as far as the Marvel Universe before uh, is concerned, because they're going to hold on to some of the TV shows until the movies come out, because they don't want the TV shows to spoil parts of the movies. Yeah, it's blah, Marvel, blah, blah, though. Blah. Who cares? Are we getting Mandalorian? That's all I care about. Yes, we are. So. Okay, that's really the only thing I care about that Disney Plus puts out. I could not give any fucks about the Marvel Universe. I thought yeah, I thought you either. were on, on, on Team Fuck Marvel, too. No, I am, but a lot of our listeners love that shit. So, you know, yeah, we're, okay. we're providing a service here, Jason. Pandering. We're pandering. <laughs> 
And uh, I'll throw this one in there because it's super interesting. And we've talked much about of our, our love for uh, the cranberries before on this podcast. And I've talked about my love for Sinead O'Connor and the fact that I worked with her a while back and really enjoyed her and everything. Uh, there is a... A uh, compilation coming out for charity, Salvation, inspired by the Cranberries for the Pieta House, a charity that provides uh, cost-free therapy for individuals suffering from suicidal thoughts. And uh, Sinead O'Connor will be opening that album with a cover from the Cranberries' second album, No Need to Argue, which is by far one of my favorite songs of all time by them. And I can't wait to hear Sinead's version of it. It's supposed to be out already. And uh, I bookmarked the story and it was up on YouTube and I was busy and I did not listen to it. And then it all got pulled down because they've pushed the release to the November 5th date. So I have not been able to hear it yet. And I had the chance and now I'm very angry. No. (laughs) And I I immediately, when I saw this, went to Sweden and it's not there. Damn it. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Well, it's just two weeks. We'll we'll, we'll be fine. So I'm quite looking forward to hearing this. Me too. I mean, I'm just a big uh, cranberries mark as you are. So. Ups and doodads. So Brian, you know, I love to cook. I'm a cooking man. Me too. Yep. About a year ago, I had signed up for um, the New York Times cooking section, mm-hmm. which is an extra $40 a year to get wow. access to everything. Yep. Um, I used it a total of, wait for it. You know what I'm going to say, Brian. How many times did I use it? Zero. Exactamundo. <laughs> <laughs> so I got the notice that it was about to renew and I'm like, oh, hells No. So I I got on the horn because the New York Times has not figured out cancel culture yet uh, because you can't cancel in the app. You have to actually talk to somebody. So I talked to Jose on chat and Jose said, hey, man, uh, we've got an all access pass special for you for the next year if you'd like to take advantage of that. And I'm like, no, 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 no. I'm good. I'm good. And he's like, wait, 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 wait. Hold up, bro. It's a dollar a week. And I'm like, "Okay." He's like, you're spending $17 $17 a month right now. So you are going to save a lot of money. And I'm like, and you, and now you get access to everything, you know, wire cutter, cooking, the whole shebang. And I'm like, well, I guess I'll take that. So I actually saved money by canceling my cooking as per usual subscription. Yeah. <laughs> so next year I have to make the call again and say, no, thank you. I'm going to be canceling. I'm just going to move to digital only because, um, in of course, buried in the uh, fine print at the very end of the conversation, it will renew at $25 for every four weeks in a year, which yeah. is, you know, Anybody who has had cable TV knows the shuffle. You know the calls you got to make. So, and but, uh, as I've said, since we all have these digital calendars now, and we can create multiple calendars, create a cancel calendar and throw that date in there. Yep, set that alarm and just boom, you're done. So I saved I saved a bunch of money this year, and I still get cooking. How about them apples? Yep, which you can also use zero times this year. Exactly, <laughs> but now <laughs> I have it for cheaper, so maybe I'll use it now. Nah won't. I don't like the recipes on the New York Times cooking. There's really nothing there that, you know, tickles my taint, I guess. Um, so I have uh, Clean My Mac X. So do I. It's a, it's amazing. It's an amazing program. I have always complained about the fact that uh, if I have, I originally bought one seat, then I bought two seats. And then by the time I got to go buy a third seat, it's like, okay, well, why don't I just get one of the five seat subscriptions because it's cheaper than buying two and a half seats, whatever. Did that, overpaid for everything. And I'm just like, I got a notice today that some of this stuff's going because I started using Set App a couple weeks ago. And I, mm-hmm. I covered that on the show. It's fantastic. It comes with 
Clean My Mac X, and Gemini, which is a duplicate finder, which I also had to cancel the subscription for. So the thing about Clean My Mac X, it's created by this company called MacPaw. MacPaw sucks. <laughs> so you go to the MacPaw website and there is no way for you to log in, period. So I look at the receipt and the notification I got that my thing was renewing. It comes from Paddle, P-A-D-D-L-E dot net, I believe. And uh, I write them. I have to go through their Zendesk setup to say, hey, look, I want to cancel this, blah, 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 blah. I've done that before. I actually bitched about it on the show that they screwed up last time and charged me, whatever. So I'm like, I got two, I got two seats left. Cancel everything. I'm using, I'm using this uh, other thing now with setup, so I don't need you guys anymore. Fuck off. And I get a I get a link back from them saying, we don't actually handle the subscriptions. MacPaw handles the subscriptions. Here's a, a, a handy link for you to log in to go cancel your subscriptions. I'm like, are you <laughs> fucking kidding me? Nope. Go to mymacpaw.com, find it, you know, log in and, and cancel it from there. But Jesus, fuck. Can these guys make it any harder to cancel? So on This Week in Cancel Culture, NYT... Failed on ease to cancel, but wins on, you know, saving me some money Retention. and some extra stuff. Yeah. <laughs> um, Clean My Mac definitely has uh, lost on every front. So now I pay for setup and I get basically everything that I was going to get from them for free because I actually got set up for the other apps that I use and not them. So that was just a bonus add on. So, <sighs> yeah, yeah, apps and doodads fun. There you go. Security? Ha! Dave Bittner is back. Woohoo! Dave's the host of the Cyberware <laughs> podcast, co-host of the Social Engineering Podcast, Hacking Humans with Joe Kerrigan, co-host of Caveat with Ben Yellen, where they discuss law and policy and surveillance and privacy. And finally, he's the co-host of Recorded Future, where he takes you inside the world of cyber threat intelligence. And next up on his new show, Craft Services 2.0, uh, we will be discussing where <laughs> he's been last week. So uh, what happened, Dave? Where'd you go? <laughs> Uh, actually, last week I was uh, co emceeing because evidently I'm incapable of doing anything alone. I was uh, co emceeing the recorded future annual conference, which is called Predict. And so I was busy doing that. Cool. Did you get yeah. any of those uh, nice peanut MMs? Uh, not yet, but uh, typically they do send me a lovely gift basket after the fact. So I'll, I'll look forward to that. <laughs> Fancy. Doesn't really help <laughs> yeah. you on the day, though, if you need your your boost. No, 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 no. Fortunately, here at uh, the Data Tribe offices, there is no shortage of alcoholic beverages. So, oh, that's, <laughs> all, that's always smart. <laughs> uh, yeah, especially since it's mostly just me these days. I was going to say uh, that's Dave's pandemic stash. <laughs> what we're talking about here? <laughs> yeah. How do you know when you have a problem when you're day drinking alone at work? That's that's. Uh, <laughs> I call that Tuesday. I was going to say that's pretty much every day for the past 25 years. So yeah. there's a reason yeah. we work at home. <laughs> yes. Mm -hmm. Right. Exactly. Yeah. How many small business owners are business owners because they simply cannot work with others? <laughs> uh, well, definitely this one right here. <laughs> It's a it's a big telling factor. Yes. Hmm. So listen, uh, we got we finally our 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 long nightmare is over. We've got new MacBook Pros coming. Oh, and Jason, I saw you ordered Jesus. one. Did you guys? Yes. Did you guys cover this already in the show? Am I late to the party? No, nope, we're gonna we're gonna do it right now. <laughs> okay. Yeah, we'll move it here. Ports. 
Ports! My, my ports! God, ports. <laughs> and a notch. But ports! And a no- <laughs> well, you know, the notch is, is, there's no technical reason for it. They just want it to look like your iPhone. There is a technical that's, reason. That's my theory. But no. uh, here's the thing. If you actually look at the, the reclaimed real estate that they took from the bevel or bezel at the top, um, it actually is not digging into what is normally screen real estate. So I'm fine with right. it. It, I, it. You know, at first I was just like, what the f-? But then, <laughs> But then I thought about it for two seconds, which, you know, we generally don't do on this show. And I'm like, wait a minute. That's actually a very smart design decision. This is great. Yeah. I think that's a great way to put it too, Jason, that they've reclaimed some space. They basically it's it's not that the notch is pushing down into the screen, it's that they push the screen up on other on either side of where the camera used to live. Yeah, the camera's still exactly where it was before. They just gave you a little more right. real estate. That's I mean it's like genius. Thank you. Yeah. I think it's insanely <laughs> great. <laughs> there you go how, how much coffee well, did you have today jason none i've got a migraine i don't know if you guys get this in your old age but i get work hangovers now i worked like for 12 hours yesterday which is a long day for me and i woke up this morning with a migraine so i'm on basically advil and iced tea right now just mm. keeping me alive <laughs> uh, yeah yeah uh you know Speaking of insanely great, I mean, I think the M1 um, Mac Mini that I have is insanely great. So I just I can't wait to see what these new processors do. I was reloading um, the store over and over again. <laughs> and when it finally come up, I got a, like a 503 uh, Engine X error. And I'm like, oh, you have to be kidding me. <laughs> Like, can you at least get on AWS when you're doing this? <laughs> uh, my favorite part was when they announced the, or they revealed the uh, M1 Pro and they were going through the specs for the Pro and it and they said it maxes out at 32 gigs of RAM. And I went, oh, that's too bad. Some people aren't going to be happy with that. Not expecting that there was going to be an M1 Max that has 64 gigs of RAM. I was like, oh, good misdirection. You got me. You got me, <laughs> Apple. You got me. <laughs> Oh, somebody said, was it you, Dave, that posted the Saturday Night Live sketch? No. Mm-mm. Oh, somebody posted on Twitter the Saturday Night Live sketch where, they, where um, I think it was Fred Armisen was playing Steve Jobs and he kept talking about the new uh, iPods that were coming out. He's like, here's the Nano, here's the Micro, here's the the iPod in Vizzy. You can't even see it. It holds 7 million songs. Nope, that's out of date now. Here's the, you know, just kept <laughs> right, going right, through yeah, them. Yeah. Was, I do remember that bit. Yeah, yeah, it was pretty funny. Yeah, but I did order. I did order the fourteen. Um, I don't mm-hmm. need the the super duper ding dong one, so I got the thirty two gig of RAM unified. I'm sorry, not yep. no no, it's not RAM anymore. It's thirty two gigabytes of unified memory because we all have to hold yeah. hands and sing Kumbaya. Um, right with a two. So now we can drive. call it um. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> um, I've got, got thirty two gigs of, of um. 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 <laughs> yeah. mm, and I'm doing fine. Yeah. And I got yeah, I got the 14 because I I've got a 16 now and I'm like this thing's too big. And I'm the 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 thought process also was I I've already sold the 16 so that's good. That's out the door as soon as the 14 gets here. Oh nice. So I I'm thinking maybe if the 14 does the same job as, you know, the 16 and the Air, I can get rid of the Air too. Although the Air is really nice, you know, cuz it's an M1 mm-hmm. as well. And uh, I don't know. We'll see. But it gets here uh, a week from today. I got in early okay. enough where I get it in a week. I'm so excited. Yeah. 
I think I'm I'm interested to see how much of a backlog we end up with these things with the combination of the supply shortages, but also I suspect there is a tremendous amount of pent up demand for these things. Cause oh yeah, I know. Like I've been I've been hanging on to my old MacBook Pro just. Mm-hmm. waiting, hoping that this was going to happen. And now that it has, <laughs> I'm going to put in my order. You better hurry nice. up. That's why I, I knew this. Thing. As soon as this thing went up, I'm just like, it's going to be back ordered for months and months. So I'm just like, I've been saving up, saving my pennies because I knew it was coming and uh, just pulled the trigger. I'm like, I got to get it. I got to yeah. get it. <laughs> well, I look forward to your review. Yes, yes, I did. <laughs> and it's funny, as I was doing that, the FedEx guy showed up with my iPhone uh, 13 Pro. Oh, nice. Holy Jiminy Jeepers, the cameras on this thing are huge. <laughs> oh, is that right? They're ridiculously huge. Um, huh. But, oh, my God, they're good. They're really good. Yeah. The macro is just insane. And uh, you can set these color profiles now, which is uh, hmm. it's it's interesting. I got to look and figure out if I can turn them off because it seems a bit – the one that I picked in their little selector – I'm like, oh, I kind of like that look. That's kind of more me, that contrasty look. And then I took a picture of the dog yesterday, and I was just like, oh, my God, can I turn down that contrast, please? So see if you can if, – if it's, uh, if it's um, non-destructive editing from the, the – point, mm-hmm. you know, when you take the photo, if you can undo that. Or if it's destructive, turn that crap off right away. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, my wife is uh, expecting to get one delivered any day now. Um, I, I used to be on a two-year cycle like a lot of people. But I, I'm thinking I may push it back to three years just because they're, they're, they're all so fast. And I'm 100% uh, on three-year now. And, uh, yeah. You know, yeah. I, 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 listen, I listen to you guys get all giddy and everything, and I kind of just go, whatever. It'll be fine. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> my, my phone works fine. My my laptop works fine. No, I mean, the, yeah. I mean, the main reason I did it, I went from the 11 Pro to the 13 Pro because the third, like the 12, was an S version, and it kind of mm-hmm. sucked. Actually, the S was for suck in that one. And uh, as I boot up my S, <laughs> but the 13, it's like a yeah, it's uh, it's 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 literally like a whole rearchitecture on the inside. So I figured this one will last me three years. But I also went from a 64 gig phone to a one terabyte phone. So, oh wow, that's a big <laughs> difference. So you're just live streaming your life twenty four seven now, just because you can. Just because I can, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I ported over my old phone, and then I I went to you know uh, how much storage was used, and you're like, you have ninety eight percent available, and I'm like, yes. Wow, <laughs> I am so excited. I can put my entire music library on there six times if I want to. Mm. So. What made you decide to go for the large amount of storage? Because I got, I'm just sick and tired of running out of room. And I, and I'm, I'm a, right. I like photography. So I, you know, I like to keep a lot of stuff on the phone in full res instead of having to pull stuff down. Like if I'm showing somebody like a slideshow or something, you got to wait for it, load it from iPhotos mm-hmm. and all that mm-hmm. crap. I just, I just, yeah. I don't like, I don't like that mental load of having to think about it anymore. I'm like, you know what? I'm not rich. But I'm rich enough to afford a fucking terabyte. So let's get that taken care of now, you know? Yeah. I'm 50 years old. Yeah. I shouldn't have to worry about how many gig I have on my phone. No, I like it. I think I think it's a perfectly rational uh, re- reason to do that. So yeah. I'm, I, I support that decision. If they had a five terabyte, um, I'd have bought that one too. I'm going to like, get the, just get the max. 
<laughs> right. The special, instead of the, uh, what is it, the Project Red one, they're going to have Project Jason. It just comes with a ridiculous amount of, of storage. <laughs> yeah, that's it. And, and, and I've, got yeah. a, I've got a tether to an external GPU that I carry on my belt clip. <laughs> just like, just, mm-hmm. Let's just do that. Just get the whole thing out. Yeah. Because oh, we well, don't use I, it as phones anymore, so what's the point? No, no. Like I say, they're pre- yes, the phone is, is a completely secondary function to these devices <laughs> yeah. now. I, I agree. So I was very pleased. I put a link in the show notes for you all. Uh, something came across my Twitter feed recently, and I thought, aha, at last, a middle ground, a place where skateboarders and rollerbladers can all get together, something we can all agree on the awesomeness of this. We can we can set aside our skateboards, we can set aside our rollerbladers, and we can all celebrate together as we do foolish acrobatic things. <laughs> Jason, what have what have I shared here? What is this? You have shared some extreme pogo sticking. <laughs> <laughs> it just sounds like a movie we rented back in college, but it's not. Yeah. Uh, pogo two electric <laughs> pogo loo. It was right next to gleaming the cube at the uh, old blockbuster. Uh, yeah. Yep. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Who knew that pogo sticking? First Could of be all, extreme. I guess. Well, <laughs> I, I guess shouldn't be surprised that there are people out there who are manufacturing pneumatic pogo sticks that are capable of basically launching you to the moon. Yes. Uh, and that there are people who would then adopt those devices and take them to extreme levels, casting their own safety aside, and they have the injuries to show for it. Didn't well, I, did I you broke my video? urethra? That's exactly what I was going to say. I, I mean, to me, that would be uh, that would be a deal killer. That game over, dude. Going, <laughs> game yeah, over. That. <laughs> That that uh, pogo stick would be on eBay within the hour if that, if that had happened to me. There are just let me tell you, I, 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 as we've entered into this brave new world of machine learning and AI and bots trolling the internet, if I were an insurance company right now, I'd be trolling all these videos, making sure I don't insure any of these people. And if I did, right. you're off my list. <laughs> right, right. I'm sorry, sir. We will not be covering you. Yeah. So, so yes, he has a broken urethra. I have several friends in the skateboarding community and i didn't realize this was a thing until after i had left um you know we do handrails quite a bit and uh Mm -hmm. several of my friends have been taken to the hospital for wait for it exploded testicles (laughs) i i see your urethra and i raise you an exploded testicle Oh, mine just sucked up inside of my body just thinking about it. Oh. It was already nice. cold up here. It feels colder. <laughs> That's right. Oh, hey, now, okay, so now we have the extreme pogo stickers. Have you guys seen the the guys who do the blades, the bouncy blades? Like you know, you see them in the Special Olympics oh, with yeah. the guy yeah, that yeah. like you know killed his wife and all that stuff or girlfriend. But there are guys that have. You can just get them and buy the bouncy blades. Those guys take oh, the pogo yeah. sticking guys out back and say, "Hold my beer." <laughs> like, well, there's, there's right. also there there is a legitimate more pedestrian usage for those. Uh, back when I was still living in Santa Monica, there there were workout groups that would go running in those. Yeah, there is. Oh, it's, yeah. it's insanely yeah. impressive. Yeah, I mean, it's just yeah, like, it seems wow. to me like the <laughs> the kind of thing you see on Cirque du Soleil. You know, yeah. somebody <laughs> in some crazy outfit has those, and they look like a giraffe or something. Yep. Yeah, a sad clown giraffe. Yeah. <laughs> Sadly, the same people in Santa Monica wear those outfits just to go for their workout. <laughs> yes, that's true. 
Uh, and then I, I just put one other link in here because, uh, I don't know, we might not even get around to talking about security today. <laughs> Fuck security. Uh, <laughs> again, across well, across one of my feeds on, on YouTube this time was a, a recording of the 1985 MTV Music Awards, Uncensored. Mm-hmm. Now, these awards were hosted by Eddie Murphy uh, at the peak of his powers, right? So and, the, and the peak right? of his sweaters. Yeah, right. Yeah, I guess he was. I, I mean, the, the Cosby, Cosby sweater was hot. Was, was hot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm surprised he didn't pull out one of his leather jumpsuits or his, you know, the from Raw or one of his stand-up specials. Was Raw right? out uh, in '85? Well, remember he had the two different. He had the two stand-up specials where he wore the leather outfits. There was Raw, and I can't remember the name of the other one. Yeah, Raw was '87. Okay. So I don't know where the other one was, but uh, yeah. Oh, Raw. (laughs) Raw, that was bad. I try and watch that (laughs) one lately. It's probably about as bad as this. Yeah. Well, so I was like, oh, in 1985, MTV, that's the peak of, you know, my teenage years. This will certainly be nostalgic for that. So I went and watched through it, or shall I say, tried to watch through it. And it wasn't, (laughs) wasn't very long before I started skipping around. And boy, this award show just kind of sucked. I mean, Eddie Murphy was fine. He was funny. He was doing his Eddie Murphy stuff at the time. So he was pretty good. But like most of the bands who were there seemed like they were there under duress. They, <laughs> um, well, they kind of the were old... back then. They, they, they really oh, were. Uh, if you wanted to get played, you had to show up at these things. Yeah. And yeah. Eddie Murphy actually made a joke about that. He said, "I, you know, I'm a movie star. Uh, I, you know, I thought fuck MTV, but then I realized I have a, an album coming out soon. So hey, MTV, great. You know, <laughs> let me host your awards show. Yeah, I just wanted to throw back in. Uh, Delirious was the other special that came out in '83. Ah, but there you go. But okay. also, uh, and that's that he did wear the red suit in Delirious. Um, Beverly Hills Cop was 1984. So this is probably okay. coming off Beverly Hills Cop." Right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and I thought, oh, here come the Eurythmics. Like that's a that there's a good band. I'd like to see them. And they just come out in their lip syncing like they're on a Dick Clark show, you yeah. know, count countdown thing. I mean, the only person who performed live was uh John Mellencamp. And he might have still been John Cougar at that point. I can't remember. But uh so anyway, it's it's um I guess it reinforces that notion that you should really let those memories be memories and go. don't go back and revisit these things. It's kind of like if you go back and watch the movie Purple Rain, you'll, you will regret it. I guarantee you, you will regret it because yeah. it's just not very good. Or Airplane or Caddyshack. I, Caddyshack does not hold up. Yeah. Airplane no, really I know. That's doesn't. a controversial <laughs> – oh, I still enjoy Airplane. I, it's, I like Airplane. Okay. But yeah, Caddyshack – if you if you if you you know isolate the sound bites and you've seen it before, it can trigger some really fun memories, you know. Mm-hmm. But the rest, so of much it of it is, is so... pacing. It's the pacing is just so slow compared to what we've gotten used to now. Like Fletch yeah. doesn't hold up at all, and I just remember it just being unbelievably drop dead hilarious back in the day. Yeah. So yeah. I watched and, Caddyshack with my oldest son, and uh, when we were done, I said, "Well, what'd you think?" He said, "Well." I'm glad I saw it because now I understand all of those references you and mom make all the time. <laughs> well, uh, we're waiting. It, <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> You'll get nothing and like it. Like we've said that for him his entire life. Um, but uh, he said, but it really wasn't that funny. 
And I, yeah. and I said, yeah, it really wasn't. Really wasn't. <laughs> Slim Pickens back then. I mean, just look at the MTV yeah. Video Music Awards shows. <laughs> yeah. So we'll have a link to that in the show notes. If you're from that era, uh, watch it at your own risk. But it was interesting to see. It, it did not at all align with with how cool my memory had it being. <laughs> yeah. So uh, just a quick question. I, I don't know if we will get to security or not here, but we did talk a little bit about VPNs last week, and we wanted to get your thoughts on this because an article came out with a, and they just did the many security experts have said that you no longer need a VPN because the internet is so different now and everything is safe and secure. Do you still use a VPN, Dave, when you're out and about? I do not. No. Oh, well, look at that. I do Pants not. down, Dave. Um, no, and and my thoughts align with with what you're referring to in this article. I think it's a combination of things. I think so much of our regular traffic is encrypted now that for that sort of thing, VPNs are largely redundant. Mm-hmm. Um, and I also think that there are just there's so many sketchy VPNs out there that um, it's just hard to know who's a good one. Um, to go with. Uh, obviously, uh, any of the ones that sponsor this show are all top notch, but uh, <laughs> VPN. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but it's, it's difficult. I, like, yeah, I agree with you there, uh, especially if you're not knowledgeable at all. And you're just like, okay, I want to spend the least amount of money possible. Oh, look, here's one that's basically pays me. I wonder how that'll work. Okay. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah, I, I would de- absolutely say I would never use a free VPN if you're because you get what you paid for, and they're selling somehow they're monetizing your traffic. So if if a VPN is something you think you need, find a good one and pay for it. And but do your research because uh, there's so many sketchy VPNs out there. It's a category actually we don't take advertising for over on CyberWire just because it's so hard to vet them. Right. Yeah. And if you took the ad, you'd basically be saying, this is a good one. Right. Yeah. Right. And it's not for lack of offers. I mean, you know. Oh, yeah. No, we get them all day long. I mean, the the reason we stuck with private internet access is because they were hauled into court by the FBI and grilled and said, hey, we need these. We need the logs. And they're like, we don't have them. Come check. And the FBI said, yep, they're right. They don't have them. So that's, that's why we stick with the provider that we stick with. Yeah. Yeah. But I agree. I, I think it's uh, the, the, the use case for encryption is largely gone away. Yeah. But, um, but you still got to go to Sweden, wanna... man. You got to go to Sweden. Well, exactly. Yes. That's, the thing, the that's thing is we useful. do sketchy things. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yes. If you want to appear like you're coming from somewhere you're not, then yes. Dune. There's a lot of utility. <laughs> Just saying. Still a lot of utility with your VPN. So yeah. there you go. So I, Dave, I got a quick question. I was listening to you on Caveat with, you know, mm-hmm. get yelling on the horn, Ben Yellen. Yes. And you were talking about the USB-C uh, thing with uh, the basically the EU trying to dictate to Apple saying, hey, you guys got to make your cell phone USB-C compliant. And uh, right. I thought it was a very interesting conversation. Uh, everybody should go Thank you. check out Caveat. If you're not listening to Caveat, you should anyway. So uh, I, I assume that. all of our listeners are, are, are also listeners of Caveat. <laughs> um, so I I just wanted to discuss it for a second because I find it really, really egregious that the EU is trying to do this. Um, mm. I, I'm not a fan. I am not a fan of them trying to say, hey, we think that you need to get in line with this. And I liked your take on it 
saying that, yeah, you know, you're just basically stifling innovation because they might have something better coming down the line. And I, I disagree with you because you said that they might be going portless altogether. I don't mm-hmm. think that's ever going to happen because you do need to be able to plug in diagnostic tools. Um, mm. You know, you do need some kind of physical connection, I believe, but who knows? I mean, that could just be Bluetooth. I don't know. But uh, uh, can you reiterate your stance on what you think the... Uh, the EU is doing with the USB-C for Apple? Well, basically, the EU is wants to standardize all charging on USB-C uh, throughout the European Union. And this is a, looked at as a pro-consumer kind of thing so that you don't have to have one set of cables for your Apple devices and a separate set of cables for all your other stuff. Um, and I'm, I'm simplifying it, but that probably is what it mostly comes down yeah, to that's the, because that, most other devices yeah. – yeah, most other people use USB-C already and Apple still uses Lightning. Um, so the argument comes down to or the discussion Ben and I had about it is that, yes, it does potentially stifle innovation because it keeps Apple from coming up with whatever you know Lightning 2 or whatever ne- their next generation connection is. Um, on the other hand, Apple's already switched to USB-C for some of their devices. Some of the iPads have USB-C on it. And I don't see for the immediate future USB-C losing any sort of data transfer edge to Lightning. USB-C carries plenty of power, carries plenty of data. Um, So I I don't see that being a a huge loss. Um, So I think what it comes down to is should Apple be allowed to choose what kind of connector they have on their phones versus the EU saying we want charging standardized on this connector – I, I think it's, you could also look at it, you know, uh, nations are allowed to standardize on electrical connectors, right? The plug on the outlet on your wall is standardized and we're all okay with that. Um, so I, I think it's a similar kind of thing is what the EU is going for. Yeah, but it's a consumer, it's a consumer product. It's not like, you know, electricity, they're, they're building standards and building codes for homes and things like that. So yeah, I can see them, you know, dictating the standards on that, but it's like, this is a consumer, it's a phone. It's a phone. Why, why should they have jurisdiction over that? Well, but everything you plug into your wall in your home is a consumer product. It's the same thing. It's, it's standardizing how power gets to your devices. There, there, are, so. there are also a million standardizations in that phone that are set by governments, the frequencies that they can operate on, the, all, all of that sort of stuff. So saying it's a phone and they can do whatever they want with it is already strictly not true. Well, that's it. That, okay, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not that, even gonna, that's I'm not how, even that's, go that's when I know I won the argument. No, no, okay, no, anyway. no, no, Brian, you didn't. You didn't win the argument. This is my I give up because Brian's gonna beat the dead fucking horse argument. Because I can hear it in your voice when you get that that tone. It's like, oh shit, never mind. Actually, it's that's not even worth literally fighting. that that that's literally all I had to say. Literally. Uh-huh. That was it. I, it's not what you said, it's how you said it. Okay. Eight years, man. I can tell. I, I know these things. <laughs> you know, with with Brian living in Canada now, you guys are kind of like heat miser and snow miser. And, <laughs> and I'm Mother Nature. <laughs> oh, boys. You bad, bad boys. <laughs> Don't make me punish you. Okay, Discord people. Get on that artwork. <laughs> yep. <laughs> I don't have particularly strong feelings about this whole thing anyway. I don't really care if my iPhone were to switch to USB-C. It seems to me like a tempest in a teapot. So 
uh, you know, I don't even think it's going to pass. The world. So <laughs> I just, yeah. it, it seemed like you had more conviction on caveat. That's why I approached the topic. <laughs> you, may, you must have oh, really? fizzled out quite a bit since then. You seem to be a mm. little, had a little bit more uh, piss and vinegar, but uh, whatevs. Too much craft services <laughs> has made you soft. <laughs> yeah, there you go. I was probably more highly caffeinated at the time. I think it was all the uh, fuzzy sweaters from the MTV Video Awards yeah. that he watched. It's just mm-hmm, like, uh, mm-hmm. I just need a mochaccino and a nice soft couch. Yeah, yeah. I'm just down from having all my childhood memories crushed. <laughs> well, I mean, come on. You're a Star Wars fan. Lucas did that years ago. <laughs> That's true. That's true. The weight of the world has crushed my spirit. <laughs> All right. Well, on that note. Okay. <laughs> it's, it's, it's barely security, huh? <laughs> Closing shout outs. Over at Patreon, we have a new subscriber. One, John. Thank you, John. Thanks, John. Over at PayPal, we have Natalie, Andrew, Shari, Derek, Linda, Edward, Nathaniel, Dag, Ramsey, Tom, Michelle, Michael, and another John. Well, thank, thank you. you all very much. Mm-hmm. Over at Stripe, we've got 10 bucks from Darren W. We've got 10 bucks from Andrew M. And he writes, hi, guys, I've been listening to you from Dubai and now in the Netherlands where I'm based. I have enjoyed your podcast for the longest time and always meant to drop you a little cash to show appreciation. And he has. So thank you. I'm always interested in the government spying stories, especially in the Middle East. Well, we haven't had one of those in a while. <laughs> and this week in Disney Plus. Um, so he sent us the link about uh, basically the Express VPN hack that we did cover, I believe, on security when it came out. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, yeah, that's listen to listen to security this week. We talk about <laughs> VPNs a bit. Uh, yeah, unless you're stealing stuff, it doesn't really make sense anymore. But GRG.show slash VPN if you go to Sweden a lot. And we got Incredible. a $10 sub from Theodore L and another $10 sub from Sean M. Keep them subs coming. We have a long way to go. We have a long way to go, people. Uh, we, uh, like I said, Brian, we we were talking a little bit uh, before the show. We, since we're going fan supported, we need like a hundred more people to do the ten dollars subs to just even break even for what we lost with advertising. So, guys, please, we love you. Step it on up. Start a podcast. They said it's a solid business model. They said <laughs> I know. <It'll> make you. <laughs> You'll get rich like Rogan. Woo! <laughs> Until next time, I'm Brian Schulmeister. And I'm Jason DeFilippo. Thanks for listening to Grumpy Old Geeks. If you enjoyed the show, visit GOG.show slash donate, like we just mentioned, to help keep the lights on and actually keep us talking. We'll love you forever. You can also help us out by sharing the show with your friends and enemies. It's easy and absolutely free. Show notes for this episode are at GOG.show slash 527. From there, you can find links to everything we talked about in this episode, as well as links to our swag and Discord channel if you want to buy some stuff or chat with us and other show fans. You can also head over to GOG.show slash contact and send us your feedback or questions that we can read on the air and i feel bad vincent sent us in one right at the end of the show and i didn't get it in here this time about a woman whose t-shirt triggered a traffic camera in england and somebody got a ticket from it it was very funny i'll put it in the show notes anyway (laughs) and if you're so inclined please head over to gog.show slash review and toss us a snarky review and preferably five stars we haven't had any of those in a long time so get on it people although we'd rather you go to slash donate instead stay grumpy
You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator.